It's the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Monday, August 14th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that's going to get into the 2021 draft for the Flyers and who's left unsigned. Okay, I'm game. We'll talk about prospects for those prospects. Uh, We'll give you our new summer poll question, plus our nemesis of the week, all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at our Miriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. As a show, we're on Instagram and Threads and Blue Sky at Locked On Flyers as well. You can subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you get podcasts, you will get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ, uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about some unsigned draft picks is because we are supposed to have this deadline tomorrow, August 15th where that would have been the deadline to sign Jay O'Brien, which we know they're not going to. So we should get official word on the compensatory draft pick. Then it'll be the 19th pick in the second round. So 51st overall. Yeah, that's fine. I, again, some people want the pick. That's fine. When you get the pick, you're now kicking that for four years down the line, maybe five. And I would select the player just because I think the player has a little something there. And mm-hmm. even if he's just a, a Phantoms guy in the end, uh, he'll help that that situation because he's, he's definitely uh, worth it for that. But I get it. They don't have interest, so take the pick. But for everybody like that's acting like the pick is like the shrewd move here, it's, you know, once you get into the 51st um, pick in, a ra- in the second round, the, the odds go down. And and that's the yeah. thing. You're, you're, you're talking about a 30 percentile chance of that guy playing meaningful NHL games. So that's, you know, just so people understand. Yeah. So he is one of the guys that has been sort of a, a leftover from an earlier draft uh, in 2018, as was Ivan Fedotov, that whole situation. He was a 2015 draft pick for the Flyers. Uh, the ruling on that um, from the IIHF is supposed to be today. Uh, according to word on the street. So we'll see if that happens and hopefully it will be resolved and he'll be staying in the KHL and and we can move on with our lives, but you never know things. I just things have happened. Yeah. I just think this is going to be like Geraldo Rivera opening up Al Capone's vault, you know, and they're going to be like something crazy decision. (laughs) Like, well, you know, we looked at these contracts and we're still not sure. Uh, It's going to take the whole season to figure it out. Something weird. I don't know. Something unprecedented. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah, and it just sort of brings up the question overall, like I said, about you know, unsigned draft picks and where the Flyers are going with their guys that they hold rights to. So we're going to get to the remaining 2021 draft picks in the, in the next segment. But in the meantime, you know, the Flyers have Bryce Brodzinski still laying around from the 2019 draft. He is still uh, under the Flyers in terms of rights holding 
because he's remained in college all these years. We've talked right. about him recently that he has uh, one more year at University of Minnesota. As he's lighted he's up still. in the beauty league. Come on. Yeah, he is. Uh, we've been talking about him because of the beauty league mostly, but he is slated to return to Minnesota this fall for that fifth bonus year uh, of eligibility. So the flyers do maintain his rights until a month after he graduates college. And, um, you know, we'll go from there from him, but I have no concept of whether the Flyers have interest in him at this point. It's really hard to tell. I don't either, but I would, because again, he and his brother are very like feisty, good, decent hockey players that even if they're not NHLers, you want in your system, you know, even if he's a guy that comes in and fills in for a week and that's all the NHL time he ever gets, he's a good hockey guy to have around. And so like, I would want him around just for that. But again, the new administration may feel differently about him. If he has a big year at Minnesota, though, he's going to have suitors. Like, there's yeah. just no question about it. And he may want to walk, which, right. like, it's going to be a difficult position. So I think if the Flyers have interest in him, it's in their best interest to make that known early and often. Yes. So that, um, and communicate with him. Because uh, I think that's going to be important, especially to establish the, the new administration, so to speak. Uh, I, I do think that, uh, you know, all of these circumstances are a little wonky, to say the least. But mm -hmm. that's sometimes what happens when you have a change in leadership with teams. And it's not just the Flyers. So oh, no, a lot of teams go through this. Yeah. 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 And there are other players who are in the same boat as Jay O'Brien, whose uh, rights could expire uh, on August 15th. They're going to expire. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few that have been announced as such. And uh, so are there any of this other batch of players from other teams that maybe the Flyers should take a look at? I mean, I, if I'm them, I would take a look at John Farinacci. He, um, he's a center. Uh, he played great at Harvard. I became aware of him uh, at the NHL Combine just a little before that. Had a long conversation with him. Ted Donato is the guy that scouted him. Uh, like I said, really good college career. Had a good, um, really good year before that at Dexter, you know, at a, at a known hockey school, so or good hockey environment, I should say. And uh, I think he just never was going to sign with the Coyotes, and I think that's why the Coyotes waited till the third round to pick him. But I think he's a better talent than that. But the thing is, you know, look, he's played in Harvard. He went to Dexter. So I'm sure if the Bruins come calling, it's going to be hard for him to ignore that. But from the Flyers, I, I got to look at him because he has the ability to play center. He's a really good skater. He he is a guy that has some offensive ability for sure. And yeah, I know if I say, and this is the buzzword that the Flyers fans don't want to hear, but if I say, hey, he could play third line center potentially in the NHL, they're going to be like, ah, oh, we got 20 of those guys. <laughs> yeah, you do until you don't. Like, it's just, you know, right. but he also could play wing. And, and the thing is, he's done both. And he's a smart hockey player and he's only 22. So this is a guy now where if you get him, there's a little bit of runway with him. And that's where I think, you know, the bonus is for him. Yeah. So he was drafted by Arizona in 2019 in the third round, uh, 76th overall. So, you know, there was obviously a lot of interest in him at the time of, of the draft. And to be picked in the third round is nothing to sneeze at. Um, and Harvard is a pretty strong program. And so if you're successful there, I think that the potential is going to maybe linger a little bit longer than with some yeah. other guys. And, and it's worth taking a chance sometimes. Yeah. Now to answer about a few other guys, like, so master Simone used to be a big name 
and he's had good college numbers. You know, he went to Arizona State, put up big numbers there, but that's sort of like um, where all the uh, – I don't want to say where all the rich kids go to play, but, you know, it's sort <laughs> yeah. of like that. It has become that. And Yeah, so he was a draft pick from Detroit in 2019 in the second round, 54th overall. So again, And they have no guy. interest in him, and they've had yeah. no interest in him. And so I've been hearing these reports, and so what it makes me think about is – there's probably something there other than hockey that they say, you know, we're just not interested in them. So that's why I don't think the Flyers would be interested in them either for whatever that is. Right. Is there anyone else? Uh, you know, Christian Krieger uh, is an interesting one. Uh, he, you know, he has a twin brother. He had a little bit of something in his game, just as like a defensive defenseman, but uh, maybe, maybe somebody looks at him Uh I do like Jake Wise a little bit. I do like um, Jared Moe is an interesting one. You know, he's a six foot four goalie. Uh, when he went to Wisconsin, Wisconsin kind of went off the rails a bit. And so maybe that affected mm -hmm. him. And me personally, if I could sign a six foot four goalie that at least had a good year at Minnesota and then sort of went through the system, he's 24. This, you know, there's only so many goalies in the world. And so I probably sign him to to a one year ELC and th you know and throw him into my system whether it's ECHL AHL and just see what I have because again with goalies sometimes it takes till twenty five so you you know that's one where I think somebody will gamble on. Yeah. So with Jaron Moe, um, he is eligible to be signed. He was uh, drafted by Winnipeg in the sixth round. Uh, Christian Krieger. Uh, was drafted by the Islanders in 2018 in the seventh round. He's currently under contract for this upcoming season with an AHL deal. So right. if he get he could get offered an NHL deal, and that would be how he gets out of it if he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so less likely that, though, right? But I think watching him this season on the AHL deal like can't hurt, right? Just keeping track right. of how he does. And oh then, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, if he does really well, maybe the Islanders offer him. Um, an NHL deal, but uh, we'll, we'll go from there on some of these guys. But yeah, I think that, you know, it's important to note it's not just Jay O'Brien in this bucket. Right, right. O'Brien's going to be the one that this market, you know, focuses on. And he definitely will get signed by somebody. He could get signed by the Bruins too, because Don Sweeney does sort of like to bring in former first rounders, even though me personally, I think Farinacci's better, but. I understand when GMs say, hey, this guy's a first-rounder, there's no risk, we'll do it. Okay, but sometimes the first-round pedigree isn't isn't worthy. And and that's where I, you know, that's where I always say, don't just blindly say a first-rounder because they were a first-rounder uh, is better or should get more chances. I, I don't believe in that, but this league has proven that they do. All right, so well, we're going to take a look at the remaining Flyers prospects from the 2021 draft and get a sense of do we think the Flyers will eventually sign them? Or are they going to let them go much like a Jay O'Brien? And we will do that coming up next. Football season's about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for the victory. I mean, I'm a Jets fan. You never know. Uh, you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. 
Take some time to visit FanDuel and include money lines, props, and more around your team. Coming up on Wednesday's episode, of course, we'll have our weekly mailbag. So get those questions in via email at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. You can tweet us or you can comment over on YouTube as well. Russ, the, the 2021 draft for the Flyers um, has been a little bit of a mixed bag. Obviously, there was no first round pick that year, uh, so it was a little weaker of a class overall. Samu Tuomala of, was, of course, the top pick for the Flyers in that draft in the second round. The Flyers already signed him to an ELC. We know how that's going. We've talked about it. Uh, oh, yeah. We talked about a lot. Him at Dev, a lot. Uh, we talked about it uh, when Dev Camp was happening as well. The other two players from that draft class who have already been signed, Alexei Kolosov, the goaltender, of course, and Ethan Sampson, defenseman, who I think was, um, you know, there was always potential there, but I think it was a pleasant surprise uh, in terms of them giving him the ELC as soon as they did. Um, no question he's been successful uh, in his career in junior hockey. Yeah, I, um no, I wasn't actually surprised at Sansu at all. I mean, I I did interview him post draft and followed him a little bit. was was impressed with him and thought, yeah, there is something there. And then we've seen what he's done in his junior career. It's actually been really good. So uh, that yeah. one, not surprised to be honest. So it, it seems like that if if it's a hindsight look, maybe you don't sign to Amala. But based on what we knew at the time, and I think that they were eager to kind of lock down to Amala and show that that pick was a good pick by giving him the ELC sooner rather than later. So mm. I think at the time, I'm trying to be honest about feelings about it at the time, and I feel like it was maybe jumping the gun a little bit, but it made sense also. I think it was jumping the gun. I think based on what we were seeing, uh, I understand yeah what he had tantalizing tools in the draft. And I saw them and, and, and said, yes, I get that. But then we saw how these last few seasons have gone. And so like now it's kind of like really up in the air and he's going to have to play a lot of games to prove it now. And he might, and he might, but it's a dice roll now. Yeah. I think, you know, again, based on what we know now, of course it was too soon and it was jumping the gun. And even a year after the draft, it would have been considered jumping the gun, right? right. I'm just trying to think at the time, I think they just really thought they had to establish this as a good solid pick. So signing him sort of proves that, um, but it, it doesn't really, but to them, no. maybe that's yes. the thought process. So yes, um, I think that's really the question mark here. But I, I do think the Kolosov signing was good and it was at the right time. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kolosov's doing great. I don't want to pretend yeah. like I know a lot about him. I don't. Um, I'll take the, the organization's word on it that they love him and he had good stats in the KHL. But again, you know, you watch some of these KHL games and you're like, okay, like, but for goalies, yeah. it's a little harder for in the KHL because defense isn't great either. So you know, I'll, I'll wait and see what he is, but I'm not going to pretend like this is a steal or I know he's a NHL for sure or anything like right. that. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So that leaves us with three players left from that 2021 draft and two of the three are in college. So the Flyers retained their rights through that time period. We have Owen McLaughlin who was drafted in the seventh round, who is currently at uh, North Dakota 
And I think, you know, he is somebody, he's 20 years old now. And I think that um, he obviously needs more time to cook. And we've seen him at development camp and stuff. But I think that he is on a positive trajectory that makes it worth, you know, still keeping him under consideration. Yeah, I... I would have him under heavy consideration. Like when they drafted him, they knew it was a long runway, uh, especially when you're drafting someone that's playing high school hockey, right? So they yep. did that. He's had a nice little uptick here. You just have to see if he if he starts to get uh, a pro body and, and gets more strength, he's got offensive ability. So yep. just based on that, I have to keep him very close and say, yeah, I'm really considering it with this guy. But again, uh, the longer you wait, the longer things go, if he keeps putting up big numbers, he may not want to be there either. So, you know, it's a give and take there. Yeah. And then we have Ty Murchison, a left-handed defenseman. Uh, he's also 20 years old, obviously. Uh, same draft year, so he'd be the same age. Uh, picked in the fifth round, 158 overall. And uh, he's played at the aforementioned Arizona State. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's definitely more of a defensive defenseman, not going to put yeah. up uh, big numbers, but he seems to be playing well there and is continuing with the program. And again, uh, I think that it's worth keeping an eye on him and, and seeing what happens. I think this will be a crucial year for him in terms of taking a step forward. I don't know that the numbers are going to go up, but you got to really look at his defensive play and see where he fits in, in the college hockey. He's worth know, watching. Rankings. Yes. Yeah. He's worth watching. Uh, I've seen a little bit of him, whether it's in camp, whether it's in games and, and he's pretty good. Remember talking to Shell Samuelson about him. So there's a little something there. But there's nothing that you want to jump at yet. Right, right. So I think it's he, it's good that we have his rights until he leaves yes. college so that we, we can keep that kind of on the back burner just in, in case we feel like he's a guy that, that we need to sign. Uh, the other remaining player from that draft uh, is not a college player. That's Brian Zanetti. And so he was picked in the fourth round at 110th overall. And obviously a very different path. He's uh, Swiss and has played in the OHL for Peterborough. Um, had a real strong season. Yeah, that Memorial Cup run was really yeah. good. Yeah, had a great run in the playoffs uh, this year as well for Peterborough. But has also played uh, for the Switzerland national team in World Juniors and played actually... Um, you know, in multiple world juniors teams, Yes. you know, and so that says a lot that he's like been a leader and has developed within that program. Um, he is under contract and is going to play back in Switzerland um, in their national league uh, this upcoming season. And so I think this is kind of the bigger question mark is that he's a guy, does he want to come back over to North America? And, and what is the relationship with the flyers here? I think the relationship's good. Uh, they definitely have talked about him. I think this is him and his agent kind of saying, look, we've um, we've taken certain steps. Uh, my play is good. You still haven't signed me. I'm going to play in this pro league. Uh, some good players have come out of here. And if I have a good year, I'm expecting you guys to sign me. So I think if he has a good year and they sign him, I'd say, hey, that's smart. If he has a good year and they don't sign him, then I might say they're risking something here because uh, other teams are going to see it too. He's, they're going to see he's playing against pros. And so I think this is a way to 
put him out in the spotlight a little bit. He's had great success in the sense mm-hmm. that, look, he's not a terrific offensive player or anything, but he's a very effective no. defenseman, and he's a good puck mover, and he's Absolutely. got a little edge to him. And he's been really good in that international system for them, right? So this is another yeah. way to sort of boost that. And if he boosts it, there'll be teams interested. Yeah, and I think that playing in a pro league over in Europe is going to help highlight those defensive skills that he has. Yes. Uh, because if he can be successful there playing against bigger guys than he's been playing against in junior, I think that'll show that the skills are translatable and it'll be worth considering. Yeah, and I think that's what the plan is for him as far as in his camp. The Flyers camp, they'll just, you know, they'll wait and see, but I do think they need to be proactive with him. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it would be a shame to let him walk, honestly. There's just so much potential there. And he's only I 20 think, like and you gotta yeah, remember yeah. with defensemen like you know he could end up peaking you know in terms of where you would want him yeah uh, by 22 23 22 20 yeah. yeah yep yeah so i would hate to see him walk and have him be successful elsewhere when i know there's potential there and i've watched him very closely over the past couple of world juniors especially and this past year um in the ohl playoffs and stuff yeah and, I really like him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hate to I see him go. All right. Well, we'll we'll see what the Flyers do with these guys. Uh, it's it's going to be another thing to keep track of as the Flyers do this rebuild and where do this sort of prospect fit into the plan and, and some of the depth draft picks here. Uh, we will be back coming up next with our new summer poll question for this week and our nemesis of the week. All right, Reds, we are back with a new summer poll question. I'm so excited. This is so much fun. I love putting this out there and seeing what the results are week to week. And so uh, it makes me look forward to Friday a lot more to see uh, where the results end up. Yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, it's good to, to test the uh, temperature of the audience. I like it. Yeah, I love it, too. So, you know, we started doing some of our season preview crossovers last week with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, We talked to the host of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets, and so that got us thinking, well, who who do you all think out there is going to win the Metro division this season? It might inform who we try and reach out and talk to uh, sooner rather than later for some of those divisional uh, previews. And so... We're putting that question out to you this week. Uh, YouTube limits the number of responses at five. So your choices are going to be Carolina, the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Penguins. If you think any of the other Metro teams can win the division, you are more than welcome to have those thoughts. Uh, and you can put them in the comments. <laughs> but, right. uh, we think the uh, chances are slim for the for the Flyers, Blue Jackets, and potentially the Caps. So Uh, If you're a fan of one of those teams, feel free to let us know. Uh, Sorry. We can take it. (laughs) But blame YouTube for limiting the the options there. Yes, blame YouTube, not us. Not us. (laughs) All right. Switching over to our nemesis of the week. Last week, uh, you know, we talked a lot about the Hockey Canada report announcement that still has not happened yet. Uh, a week later from our no, I mean, Katie Strang got word from Bill Daly that they're still looking at it. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so last Monday we talked about the flyers with, without Carter Hart and what that could look like. So take a listen if you haven't uh, to that episode. And, and that's why it was our nemesis last week about just not knowing what this timing would be and how it would impact the flyers. 
for me, the nemesis this week is now we're in this weird no man's land between all the excitement and some of these signings. And then now we just got to sit and wait for rookie and training camp um, because the Flyers you know, roster is pretty well set, right? And there's not going to be much change to it. There's going to be some spots that are won or lost to camp, but we got to now wait for that. So I just being in this no man's land is, is my nemesis this week. Well, people who know me know what my nemesis is for this week. This is the week where all of a sudden the world unleashes pumpkin spice on us. And <laughs> and when they do that, they take away shelf space from some of the things we like because they turn them into pumpkin spice. The latest thing that I saw that just to me is, is just disgusting is Frosted Flakes. Like they basically put really? pumpkin spice Frosted Flakes. Oh, and no. it's like, stop it stop it just stop it like it's just so i get crazy this time of the year because it's like pumpkin spice isn't even real it's a bunch of chemicals it's not real pumpkin that's the whole thing it's it's just the whole thing is just i i know people some people love it and if you do that's great uh but me i just it's my nemesis man they're going to start turning into all these products now all of a sudden turn into pumpkin spice and sometimes you go on the shelves and that's all you see because the other stuff they lessen it during the pumpkin spice time and again, is this really pumpkin time? No, no, it's summer. Leave it alone. Yeah, I think in my world, pumpkin is what you feed your pet to help their digestive system. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, it's not something that I like. But again, like you, if if that's your thing and you like pumpkin flavor, pumpkin spice, go for it. Like, it's not something that... Yeah, shoot me a video of you eating those pumpkin spice frosted <laughs> flakes with a smile. I want to see it. Okay. But I totally get that. I feel like it's a holiday creep. Like we've had that in the past, you know, as like Halloween stuff gets earlier and earlier and like Christmas stuff gets earlier and earlier every year. I feel like pumpkin spice has also crept earlier and earlier. It has. Um, it has. But again, you know, if, if that's your thing, more power to you. Enjoy every sip of your pumpkin spice lattes and and all of that. Uh, I, I just will not be partaking. Me neither. All right. That will do it for today's show. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday, of course, with the mailbag, like I talked about earlier. So if you want your question asked, we already have some good ones uh, in the mailbox already. So make sure you get yours in to get it answered sooner rather than later. You can uh, send us messages via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.